Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where today we'll be talking about the season finale of The Last of Us. I am Kevin. I'm Derek. All right, let's get into it. Well, what did you think? <laughs> okay, so initial thoughts. I thought it was good. I did. I really think that the season finale, they did well. And then I was, you know, watching some highlights and details from new rock stars. I do have like a new appreciation of it. So I do agree that it is a good finale. Okay. I yeah. put boo. <laughs> I saw. I saw. <laughs> uh, well, overall, it's decent to good. I think the strongest episodes would be episode one and two. And then the rest of it three. kind of. Well, three is good in its own way. I don't think it was a good. It, like it's such a side story joel and ellie barely appear in it during like the first two minutes and like the last two minutes kind of similar thing with the riley episode episode seven and it's uh, we need more ellie and joel in order to make the finale work we can get we can just jump straight to that point if you want yeah let's do it all right so i don't think the finale was that good because in order for that finale to work we needed more moments with joel and ellie in between the from episode one and to the finale so i don't think episode three should have taken a full hour for bill and frank which kind of hurts to say but like we don't need an hour to to know that these two people loved each other and they're gonna have a bittersweet romeo and juliet type of ending you can still have that just shorten it to 30 to 45 minutes that way the the last 15 minutes we get joel and ellie trying to survive if we have an external force come in which is the infected which is a very lackluster thing in this show for some dang reason if we have that external for force come in now our characters are under pressure and the cool thing about characters being put under pressure is that within pressure true character is revealed so like in in that episode three, Joel and Ellie are still trying to work through kinks in their relationship. Tess just passed away or got got. And Joel has to trust someone else now, which is Ellie. How do you get that trust? Well, they're being swarmed by infected. They're trying to survive together. They're under pressure. They're forced to trust each other, which means in those interactions with one another, we as the audience can be like, oh, nice. They're developing this bond. They're developing this uh, friendship now and then in the next episode four when ellie is throwing down shitty puns <laughs> it hits harder it's funnier because now it's like oh it's earned this she's trying to be funny but it's also because their relationship has allowed her to do this now because that trust formed from the encounter of infected in the previous episode and then another uh, implementation of that external force is if we go to episode seven the riley story dude it should not have taken an hour <laughs> i mean our talk didn't even take 20 minutes <laughs> yeah so the talk of the episode yeah and it's like it's cool that they're trying to like humanize this qz thing more like like everyone's is just trying to survive in this world yeah we get that but we are we also already know that from episode one that everyone's just trying to do what they can to survive so we don't need more elaboration on qz and there was also no payoff to that <laughs> to that uh information that was presented to ellie so just remove that part we get 30 to 40 minutes of falling in love with riley before she gets got or you know alluded to where ellie might be the one that needed to put riley down and then we have another 15 to 20 minutes to, to spend with ellie and joel trying to survive again from an external pressure which could be more infected and this time it could be clickers you know because we haven't seen clickers since episode two and um the kathleen episode but that one was less scary because everyone was getting swarmed it would show growth of how ellie encountered clickers from season or from episode two and how she would handle them in episode seven you know what I mean? Because then now it's like, oh, this is the one that got Tess, but I know how to fight this one now. It, it just shows like that 
that small bit of growth and character where we're like, I don't know, we get to grow with the characters as they're as they're trying to survive. Well, grow with Ellie, at least, from her survival instincts. And then we can get to the David episode where we know she can kind of hold her own, but now she really has to hold her own because uh, Joel is sick, she needs an- antibiotics, and she has... Oh, Joel is dying. Yeah, Joel is dying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she's trying to take care of Joel. But because of the encounter with the infected that I presented in episode three and seven, we know that she has survival instincts and uh, that capacity to be independent. But now she's thrown into the independence position. And that's when we we can get that moment of her taking out David and then be and then it, like everything just works after that. <laughs> And, and they don't have to change much about the finale and the, the David episode. Yeah. I can't agree more that adding more infected <laughs> would have propelled the story as well as character development because, one, it's, it's a big part in the game. Of course, it's mainly there so that you're interacting with the game, of course. But if they, you know, added infected is exactly how you presented it where slowly we see Ellie become more experienced with killing certain infectives and stuff, just like how we do in the game, that would have slowly built a, a more attachment, more more dire situations to the whole thing. And the only other time we get like full infected action is, is in, I think, the sixth episode when the horde of infected comes out and we meet the bloater other than that, everything else just dies off. And it's like, okay, well, we're done with infected. We're just going to keep on going. And it would have been interesting to see more of them pop up. Like you mentioned, Flickers have another bloater come up and see how they would handle the situation themselves specifically versus, you know, a whole crowd of people and the bloaters just after Mar- oh, sorry, Kathleen and whatever else. Like we, it, and we've heard inklings through the grapevine that the next season maybe few seasons we are quote-unquote promised more infected we'll see because like in this case they've already established that you know there's so little to do with infected in this in this world and it's unfortunate because that's not what the last of us is just about i'm not saying that you know there, there's a whole premise that humans are also the monsters you know the classic storyline but there should have been a lot more emphasis on infected and using it as an as a vehicle for growth. Yeah, like, dude, it it just sucks because it took it took away a high urgency type of feeling when we learned that infected kind of communicate after after dying. You know, because it's like that when Joel shoots that infected in episode two with Tess, and then like the swarm of infected started to come in. It's like. All right, cool. We got a payoff there, but then like it's literally not even relevant later on in in the show. It's like the technically the story should be revolving around like three characters. It's Joel, Ellie, and then Infected, <laughs> but they completely just like gave no love <laughs> to the Infected. Yeah. And the Infected are cool. Like their their character design in the show is so true to the game. Yeah, like of course people would want to see them more like a lot more and be reminded that not only are they fighting against people, they're also fighting against this external character. Like you mentioned, the third character, the third main character. And the, th- the thing that they added to the show is that they're a hive mind. Yeah. I wish they emphasized that more and, and kind of dove into that versus saying like, Oh, here's a high level. Yeah. They actually all have a, a central being, if you will. And then that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, we just know that versus, us seeing us seeing how they communicate or how that plays into certain of moments like again if ellie were to face a clicker by herself got through that and then she has to face david and we also mentioned in the eighth episode that i i wish that the fight with david was a little bit more spectacular in that you know ellie's going around she's hiding she stabs david i wish david also went into a mode where he goes he's a hunter he's also a hunter he's a predator i wish he went into the fact that you know he he could have been skulking around like trying to look for ellie playing her games and there would have been this there would have been more back and forth versus us waiting for him to just you know get stabbed and and that's it 
It's reminding me a lot about, do you remember Dread, the one with uh, Carl Urban? Yes. Yeah. So, like, Good like, movie. Getting, yeah. <laughs> you know, underrated. Underrated for sure. Uh, remember the girl in the movie, his little, like, trainee? Yeah. So in the beginning, when they're in the elevator, Dread is like, are you ready? But, she, and, but like, through her actions, you can tell she was not ready when she said, yeah, I'm ready. But she had, like, this, like, energy about her that was naive or too innocent. But then throughout nervous, the course, yeah. yeah, it was nervous. But also, we know that she wasn't ready, you know, as the audience. And then later on in the movie, when she's gone through some shit where she had to do some killing, she had to do some, uh, she, she needed to do some executive decisions on her own because they get separated. And then at the end, the payoff to that line is when they have to fight uh, Mama or confront Mama for like the final bout, you know, then Dread is like, are you ready? And then she just looks him dead in the eye and he's like, yeah. And it's just, and it's, and it works because we've been with her as she's making these encounters or she's trying to survive these encounters and kind of earn her mark, you know? That's what we were missing with Ellie here in The Last of Us. But you're right where if we did get that implementation of infected, allowing us to see growth in her survival instincts and then having this bout with David and then it's like this 1v1 boss battle type of thing. We're rooting for Ellie, but also David isn't a slouch either, you know? So it's like the payoff to him getting got at the end would just be so much more, like, we would feel more invested. <laughs> yeah. Like, you mentioned it, too, in the last episode, I think, where they go through and, you know, Ellie has a dependency on Joel. However, if we had more infected teams where Ellie takes care of it herself, we can see her independence grow as well. So that that's another part of the growth aspect is like, again, her independence is growing. But in the scene that we also kind of mentioned too, where she kills David and having Joel rip her off, that would have been a whole circle, if you will, where it just circles back where she's like, okay, well, we saw her growing. She's going to become her own person and you know she doesn't need other people because she's a, a, afraid to be alone but now that she has this moment and needed joel to peel her off of you know going to town on david's body like that would have been another moment where it would have made an impact just to see ellie grow we're proud of her for doing certain things and then all of a sudden she goes back to needing somebody and maybe that's what the episode with riley needed too where it shows that ellie needed riley like I don't think we got that sense where it was that kind of play, and I understand that like the DLC didn't go that route either. But you know the show, like they could have changed that to showing that Ellie needed and depended on Riley specifically. That would have been a lot more interesting as as the episode goes on. And of course, we're still talking about the finale here too. <laughs> yeah. Something to mention is that the the title is uh, "Look to the Light," which is actually. To bring it full circle from the first episode so i was wrong about in the last episode i just want to point that out is <laughs> not to to fit with the eighth episode but is to to tie into the first one so it's it, it's cool it's interesting it's all the the words is astounding because uh it's they're fun. talking about looking into the like poetic <laughs> they're talking about looking into the light in the last episode and there's just so much death and dreariness about it well i, I well, that's kind of funny i don't know there's just before we go on with that, <laughs> I think the word that you're looking for is that even though physically we see that Ellie is becoming independent because she's becoming more capable at surviving, but she still needs, she's still emotionally dependent. So to see Joel rip Ellie off of David because she can't handle that type of like hatred or like, you know, and uh, for Riley, we also needed a more emotional attachment to Riley so that before she gets infected and they do this whole poetic thing at the end, it's like, damn. <laughs> Ellie doesn't have someone to depend on. So, like, Joel is that surrogate person that comes in, or surrogate father that comes in, where she is emotionally dependent on Joel before, before she has to be independent. But due to the lacklusterness of that, the Riley scene and the Joel scene, it's it it doesn't have that great of an impact because <laughs> because she's too independent it's almost like she doesn't care it's a, it's almost like all right riley was 
cool, but she's more like a side chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but she wasn't in love, or rather, like, we didn't get that sort of sense, you know? Like, she wasn't in love with Riley enough to make us also be invested. That way, when Riley gets infected, we're like, damn, you know? <laughs> It just sucks. Yeah. One good scene, though, from this finale is we get presented with Ashley Johnson as Anna, Ellie's mother, something that we don't really dive into in the game itself. I thought this was actually really well done. I, I enjoyed this scene, which you know starts the whole episode because, one, it's Ashley Johnson. So, yep. yeah, we're all waiting for this moment. And to see the origin story the true true origin story of ellie and why she is immune i find it actually i thought that was a really good way to go about it you know she goes in she goes into the house she's getting chased by this infected which okay the only thing i have a problem with <laughs> it's like she goes upstairs she you know bars herself in the room and then she's quiet for the most part and i don't know how far away the infected is before this we don't know that how did the infected know exactly where she was? <laughs> like we've seen in prior episodes that yes, they're smart, they're fast, but I don't think they could know specifically where she was. And I get that she was making noise too. So like, that's another thing, but uh, I don't know. Like it was tough for me to like, yeah, try not to think about it. I was overanalyzing it, but that, uh, that scene is good. Well, we can chalk it up for like, the writers were rushed or it was lazy writing like the fact that we're able to break down the the lack of buildup or levels in in the in the physical growth physical growth meaning ellie's capacity to become a survival independent person like if we're able to pick that apart because they didn't write that in you know we, we could also say like well the infected just needed to be there because this is a story that needs to be that needs to happen so like yeah, like I do like Ashley Johnson and I already knew that we were only going to see her for like 2 seconds. So I'm like she's good, she did but like come on man, that's Ashley Johnson, give her more time. <laughs> yeah. But she captured it. She made yeah. it hers and to show the scene where Marlene comes in, sees her, she's already bitten and she already, you know, has had, you know, gave birth to Ellie. Oh man, that was like super intense to watch because she lies to marlene and says that she got bit after she had ellie and then like i think marlene knew she was lying because the, the facts would be super difficult to if you really thought about it if you're in marlene's shoes to be like okay you killed that infected after you had ellie and then got bit in a very I, I think she got bit in her, in her thigh, which was actually kind of like a weird spot to get bit. I, don't I think didn't it was see it happen. It, it looked like a scratch. The we we lack certain details about getting infected. Like, do you need to be bitten, or is it as simple as a scratch? And I think it looked like a scratch to me, because the the infected mm -hmm. was her face was all up in Ashley Johnson's face. Yeah, the whole time. But I feel like you do have to get bit because they get cut a lot like joel he got stabbed and that didn't get infected well that well it wasn't like in that. a different way <laughs> didn't get infected infected <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't infected by an infected oh i see what you're saying so like, if you're scratched by an yeah infected. like because the nails can can have like particles of spore i guess if you if you, oh it's not spore remember, i know it's, it's not the, spore. Uh, it's coral step or whatever the tendrils yeah oh yeah tendrils you know i think yeah <laughs> let's try not to think of too much about it <laughs> it's a good scene though i do like that they show that yeah also the moment where marlene kind of ties the whole story together there too it's like oh okay cool so that's how marlene came in possession of ellie and why she has such a an emotional attachment to her which kind of strange <laughs> i think they kind of messed up their writing from the first episode now that I'm thinking about it. So in the game, Ellie already has an, a relationship with Marlene the whole time. But in the show, in episode one, uh, Ellie doesn't really know Marlene. But in this finale, Marlene has held Ellie. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I knew you were going to bring this up because I had the same thought. 
However, okay. I backtracked a little bit and remember when Marlene, I think she says something along the lines where it's like, uh, you don't know me, but I know you type of thing. Yeah. Or, she dropped, I know your mom. I think that's what she said. I yeah, know your mom. She dropped her off at the QZ to be taken care of by someone else. But like it, it's so, I think there's just like a plot hole there because Marlene being a best friend of Anna would just ditch her daughter at the QZ to be raised by someone else. I, I It's hard to believe because Marlene is a compassionate person. Like she's so, uh, I mean, she is for the mission with the fireflies to find this cure, but she's also very caring. And we see glimpses of that because she hates Joel, but she trusts him to be able to take care of Ellie. So like, there's like that, I don't even know what what to call it. Is it intuition or is it like that motherly type of... She's doing what's best, you know? I feel like Marlene would have taken care of Ellie. And then it hurts more if Marlene gets got at the end because we know for <laughs> sure that Joel shot Marlene. But Ellie has an attachment to Marlene. It's, it's just like another fucked up layer that's going to separate Joel and Ellie later on, you know, based on Joel's choice. So... Yeah, it, it, it's not so much a plot hole, but it's it's a missed opportunity, oh, yeah, if yeah. anything, because had they established a relationship between Ellie and Marlene already in the beginning, like you mentioned, and then we see Joel kill a, a maternal figure for Ellie. Yeah, that's the word. That that is, <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's probably the impact you're talking about, because I 100% agree if that was the, the case they went through, like, in the game, we had an attachment to Marlene. Like you mentioned, in the game, she was more compassionate. She was a lot more of a prominent figure but in the show she shows up beginning of the you know beginning of the season and then the end and then when she dies it doesn't feel impactful again to us Bro, you know it's so it i it, <laughs> it sucks let's, it sucks let's walk it back a couple of scenes before the marlene bit that killing montage bro like are they shooting a music <laughs> video for like the matrix or something it's it's just i I miss this rawness, this grittiness that Joel has, that what he's doing is fucked up because these are doctors that are just trying to find a cure. So like, don't treat it like, like a glamorization or like a romanticization to <laughs> what I can't even say that word, but it, it's like these clips where he's just like murking these people. And it's like, and then the camera goes up on his feet, like he's doing some sweet feet work or something. Like he's gonna sea walk in the, in the freaking, <laughs> freaking hospital, just murking people. But like, if it's real and raw and gritty, like the Band of Brothers or like some sort of war type movie, we're witnessing something that's horrific, and we shouldn't agree with it. I think this is glazing it over what he's doing, just so we can get to the point of him killing the hospital and saving ellie <laughs> anyways because he's marking these people so easily and it's making and the visually the visual style of it is making it so easy for us to accept his killing his murder spree that there, it makes no sense to cut to marlene they're doing this little standoff thing cut forward to ellie waking up and being like oh what what happened like, no, we already know that he killed Marlene. We're, there's, there's no shock factor here because we're not, we're, we don't believe or want or hope that Joel would let Marlene live. He straight up murked an entire hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the direction, and you best believe me being the person, I had to go into the mind of why they went this direction. And I can see it. I, it was to be more, we kind of talked about this maybe off the podcast, but to romanticize his love for Ellie. And when we say romanticize, it's not like, again, there's, it's not in like the actual like romantic sense of love. It's more so romanticizing the fact that he will do anything for his love for Ellie, as in, in this case, what we see and how they broke down this scene versus it being a jam-packed action sequence. And in the game, it's super intense. Like, you have to line up everything. Like, it has to be perfect headshots. It have to be moments where you let people run off or else you will die. Like, you, you just have to pick and choose your battles. Here, we don't see that. You know, it's more, like you mentioned, like a music video and in slow motion. 
However, the thing that they're trying to do here is trying to showcase the kill count. And with every bullet that he shoots, you know, it, it focuses on a casing. And Joel is technically counting how many kills he's doing there. And that's like what they're trying to show in this whole scene. There's even a scene where, you know, someone gives up, it's like, okay, hey, like, you know, just let me live, or whatever. Like, uh, like I just want to live. That brutality scene. I thought it was really well done because like Joel just kills him, goes on, you know, like he counts his bullets and it, like there's zooms, zoom ups on the the casings as well as the gun most of the time. And then when he gets to the the operating room, oh god, the operating room scene like that was crazy because that's exactly how it should have been. <laughs> and since you touched on it, the way they shot the flashback sequence, one 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 aspect of it that I really enjoyed was when Joel's recounting the memory. And he gets interrupted by the bang. And of course, we go back to see that he killed Marlene. That was super nice. Like, not super nice and like, oh, yeah, you know, like he should have done that. It was like a really cool element to the scene. However, would I had enjoyed it if it went a different direction? Probably. So I would, in this case, I, I, I took myself out from the game. And I took it for what it was because in the show, we know that they're going a whole different direction. It's not as exciting. It's more so showing the brutality of love and how love is so dangerous. And so the montage scene, like I wasn't super invested, but I also didn't mind how they did it. And then again, you know, Joel killing Marlene. I was like, okay, cool. Again, I have no attachment to Marlene in the show. So like, yeah, see, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm picking it apart, but it's, in, in the beginning of this episode when I was breaking down how do we make this finale work and if we did all those notes <laughs> assume <I'm right, laughs> then it would make the finality uh, finality oh my gosh <laughs> it would make it's one the, of those days yeah it would make the finale work really well and that way when the mo montage of him killing people happens it's like all right now we see a man that will do anything for love that he's gonna do anything to because he's he lost everyone, <laughs> you know, Tess, Sarah, multiple other people. Well, actually, uh, Sam and Henry, he couldn't save them. So like in this moment, I think it just happened too quickly for me to the point where. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. All right. This is too quick. And it's it's shot in a way that kind of reminds me of Mission Impossible. <laughs> and it shouldn't really be like that. It's I don't know. I think the rawness and grittiness was the main thing that I wanted to to be more inside the mind of Joel in this moment because he's like he's killing these people but also he doesn't feel good about it and that's what was missing for me because these are innocent people but Joel also understands that like they're not going to stop hunting Ellie down so he has to kill them and that was like a missing factor if if somehow they implemented that then I think I would have been fine with this killing the way they were shooting it but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah just to again going back a little bit on this episode there are a lot more elements to the, the episode that again i really enjoy and why i think it's a good finale like joel opening up to ellie a lot more too, to kind of create that relationship before we get into the moments where you know they both get kidnapped or uh, taken by the fireflies and so the moment where they open up, Joel mentions that the the man who missed him was actually himself. That was a, a good reveal because in the game, Joel only thought about it. And he expresses that to Ellie and says that, you know, he thought about it. Here, he tried to do it. And he just flinched enough where the bullet missed him. And it gave him that scar. And then Ellie also has the same scar. So it shows that they are on the same wavelength almost and connects them a little bit further to this moment so when ellie is taken one i do i, I kind of wish they kept how they did in the game you know they they go through the city and they fall into water ellie can't swim so she actually drowns and joel brings her up tries to save her and then gets knocked out by a firefly so we don't know what happens to ellie we're like oh god is she's dead is she dead is it too late what's gonna happen right? like the, we don't know how she's gonna end up so it adds a little bit more element for us to be worried about ellie to be like oh okay good she got saved by the fireflies oh wait she's gonna die because 
that's how they make the cure. They have to unfortunately sacrifice her. Those are the moments that I actually like do like in the in this episode. I was wondering what your thoughts are on where they went with the opening up. <laughs> the thing is like the crazy thing is I like the story implementation. It's just it sucks because we don't get that big payoff for it because they skipped over like the meaty part that would allow us to have those beats hit us. So when Joel did talk about that moment, if I'm reading it, I'm like, all right, cool. That was a big freaking moment or something like that. But I don't know. It just didn't hit for me. And I don't know if it's because it's, you know, I'm just over the show or if it's I'm just jaded for for <laughs> shitting on the show or <laughs> <laughs> not enough infected, not uh, infected all the above. Or, you know there's greater stories out there no it's it, i think it's just missing something that's all like it's like you said if if the show is extended by an episode or two then we can get more moments of joel and, and ellie interacting with one another especially if they did put in that drowning scene we get that physical intimacy of joel trying to like revive ellie and i think i guess that's something that's tough to think about when you're writing for for your characters to interact and build trust over time but uh i don't know i think even the moment when ellie started to open up to joel i was like something's missing here um but was it still a good performance i think so it's just like i don't think this show is for me (laughs) let's go let's go with that (laughs) yeah i think that's a good way to put it (laughs) oh man it sucks because we know the show is good like has great ratings (laughs) everyone really likes the show like people who don't know the game don't feel this way you know they, they enjoy the show and i've talked to a few of them uh my wife being one of them I've also talked to people who have played the game and think the same thing that we do because we played the game, watch the show, and we're like, there's so many elements missing that to us, in our opinion, that does not matter. <laughs> that could have elevated the show, in, in our opinions. It's just, it's almost like when you have a dream, it feels like there are moments missing because you continue to fast forward through these parts and you still remember the ending. You still remember the result for the most part, but you can't remember what happened in between each scene it kind of, it, that's kind of what it feels like per episode almost where the last thing that happened does not matter it's just a whole new experience if you will maybe that's why it's hard to build certain relationships with these characters we don't have a lot of like i guess i guess the same build <laughs> well, uh, experience build I'm, I'm starting to <laughs> at least my train of thought well a question that that might help us is is how do we humanize Joel when he's killing so many innocent people? So we have to see him as a father, as, you know, like as someone that we look up to as a father or something, or like it's almost like presenting that sort of fatherly figure that's missing in people's lives. <laughs> that kind of says something about America. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone with daddy issues. No, um <laughs> And then they casted Zaddy to be Joel. But the if you humanize Joel by capitalizing on his nature to be a father, then we have an attachment to Joel even more. So that way we feel shitty that he's killing innocent people in a hospital. But also at the same time, like you want to do the same thing to save your own daughter or son or whatever it be. And it's just we don't have a human that we're watching that is doing all these decisions so it is joel but it's not a full characterization of joel so we feel empty that's what i think Hmm. interesting yeah i don't know like it's it's so difficult to pinpoint it on just one thing yeah because in the eighth episode we do get joel calling ellie baby girl and you know he's finally accepting that ellie is his pseudo daughter and it's just like it's difficult it's just again i think it's so difficult because we're so skewed and stuff like that it's just i i tried my best i tried my best really in the finale to take it for the tv show versus comparing to the game and how they ended the game and i'm gonna gonna try continue to do so because the impact was still there specifically because we know what's going to happen next 
So when Joel kills a specific person, uh, you know, we we know that there's going to be repercussions down the line. And there's an interesting theory that I actually wanted to bring up. All right. That the – how do I not spoil too much from the second season? So one of the main characters or the main character in the second game – you know who I'm talking about. People out there who play the game knows who I'm talking about. She may have been in the operating room helping the doctor. That's one of the theories that's out there, uh, which is kind of interesting. I don't think so, though, because it doesn't make sense. Well, not to spoil it like crazy, but it, it already says like how she's she comes up. And I think that was the zoom. Oh, really? That was the zoom up shot of the, the main surgeon. Do you remember? Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's the dude. That's the father. And, Correct. And then uh, that's confirmed. Yeah. But the one of the other surgeons in the background who helped her or help, was helping him uh, looked younger. And so they might make Abby a little bit older in, in the second season. But Abby may have been in the room with him, helping him, because hmm. uh, there's a specific way where she, I guess, like whimpers. And I think it's like heard in the background where she's like, oh, don't hurt him or something like that um yeah so like it's it's kind of interesting i didn't i didn't go back and watch that scene specifically but there was a theory i read that she might be in there abby might be a little bit older or like had helped him that kind of that would have been an interesting case that kind of becomes a problem though because like abby and ellie are like the same age they they just took different workout regimen <laughs> <laughs> dude abby is like a monster yo abby is swole <laughs> as hell man <laughs> i think Abby's a little bit older than Ellie in the game, maybe by like a year or two. Yeah, it's but... obviously not super significant. Yeah, and well, my problem, the main thing that I'm thinking about is that Bella Ramsey looks so young, so it might be a problem <laughs> yeah. to make Abby look supremely older. It's just weird. That's all because uh, uh, Abby is kind of like, I mean, she is uh, the way they did the second game. <laughs> She's not a full <laughs> antagonist, but she is the antagonist to Ellie and basically Abby's kind of like a version of Ellie that Ellie needs to fight and resolve with that way the ending is kind of impactful but it's I don't know that the second game is supposed to be Ellie full-on independence especially after a critical moment so that that's my main problem with making Ellie become too independent this early in the in the show mm. but whatever I think yeah. As long as people who haven't played the game enjoy the TV show, then it's fine. It, <laughs> it is fine. It's fine. <laughs> I hope you did enjoy the show. Like, I don't. I'm not trying to ruin it. Again, it's just our opinions are so skewed because we have played the game, love the game. It's still one of my top three favorite games. Uh, controversial, actually. The first, both games are like in the same line for me because I, I really enjoyed the second one. I'm excited to see where they go with it. Because, again, Rumor Mill has it that it's going to be multiple seasons. They didn't say how many. My guess is two. There's, In my opinion, I don't think they can do more than two. I can do. I can justify a way where two would work. Any more than two, I, I don't see it. But we may at least... So we're getting at least two seasons for the second half, which I don't know why they didn't do for the first... <laughs> for the first season... But either way, I am excited to see where they take it. I don't know if I'm a fan of Bella Ramsey yet still, even to this moment. I do have a lot more respect for her in the ending when she and Joel go to, you know, they're going back to, I forget the place, but, you know, where Tommy's at. Jackson. And, yeah, to Jacksonville. And, oh, sorry, Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jacksonville. Not <laughs> And they stop, and she asks them, like, hey, are you telling me the truth? And Joel says, yes. Ellie, you can tell there's, like, a moment of hesitation, of doubt in Joel, but Bella delivers the line so, like, it's just really well done. There's amount of heaviness in there and stuff like that, and you can tell, like, she's grappling with the idea that she feels like Joel's lying. Like, and none of it, like, really adds up. Because if there were other people like her out there, like, why would they need her specifically to get there? And, and stuff like that. You know, like, I think she's smarter than that, and that's what it showed. And and so I give Bella Ramsey props, you know, 
she hasn't won me over as Ellie specifically, but as an actor, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. I sent you the article where she won, like, this week's performer actor moment. Or, performer. Yeah, performer of the week. Yeah. That's, so, that's like, cool. I was reading that Reddit uh, comment, and it, it was like, the first comment that I saw was like, oh, she's a non-binary actor, which means she's, like, a better actor for... Um, people portraying well people with an actual sexual orientation or something like that and that kind of before i present my opinion what do you think of that do you do you think being non-binary would make you a better actor to portray feminine or masculinity in this case because and can sorry it's it's as a spoiler it's another spoiler ellie is uh, a lesbian in the the second game so well, Bella... it's not really a spoiler because we had that Riley scene. Oh, that's true. No. <laughs> <laughs> that out. Edit that out. All right. So anyway, we know that you know she she is a lesbian, and so for Bella to be non-binary, I think she is able to tap into a certain perspective that most other people would have to act. She has it now. She has that perspective, and being a part of the LGBT plus community allows her to really tap into those emotions those experiences so i can see it interesting i think yes and no i think uh, acting is hard because it's whatever perspective you bring so like if that person thinks that being non-binary would help you then that person would be the person that can make that statement true but if bella ramsey doesn't possess that same mentality then she would not be presenting uh, she would not be able to make that statement true what i'm thinking about is like sexual energy like it's strange <laughs> i i don't even know how to fully explain this so it's kind of just going to be like a brain dump but females kind of have a sexual energy or like a sexual desire so like if you're non-binary i wonder how you would tap into that sexual energy to to kind of bring forth that desire so like maybe that was what was missing in that riley episode where you felt the chemistry was off or you know just there wasn't something there you know so sexual attraction what maybe that was what was missing because bella ramsey is non-binary like she wasn't actually attracted to um well storm reed the one that's playing riley you know what i mean I see. I see. So it's kind of weird. Like, if you're non-binary, do you have to do more sexual feminine research in order to kind of understand why uh, a lesbian would love another woman? Or, you know, it's kind of strange to think about. Mm -hmm. And how would you practice? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We would have to do more research and stuff because it's a very... I don't know. I guess we'll have to see in the second season, <laughs> at least, and and how portrayed and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess my counter to that statement is non-binary would make you more a better actor. Is like, no, I don't think so. I think maybe in some regard it can, but in this one, I think it would hinder Bella Ramsey because she does have to portray mm -hmm. someone that loves Riley, and then in the second game, same thing, just different characters. So I think. It's more work on Bella Ramsey to to find that sexual energy, you know. But I don't know. That could also be whatever. <laughs> um, one thing we skipped over is the giraffe scene. Oh, I was saving the end because I was so ready. Like when you told me this, it was great. So okay. I'll I'll go with my perspective first because I wrote down a note while I was watching the episode okay. that the draft looks so good. I was fooled into thinking it was real. If it weren't for the lighting in the background. <laughs> and then you sent you the picture of the behind the scenes. And it is a real giraffe. <laughs> it's a real giraffe. They made it look fake because the background is uh this is so funny because like we praised the background in The Last of Us. Like the way they do each setting is amazing, whether it's practical or even um CG like we saw in the first two episodes. For some reason, when they run out the giraffe. Like, there's something weird about the lighting that was, like, really off for me. It's almost like the outline that's kind of circling around you right now with the yeah. backdrops. It's, it's. I think they call it, like, a halo. It's, like, a, it's a halo effect or outline specifically when there is, in both ways, right? So if there's a CG character with a real background, you'll notice it. 
if uh, there's a you know a CG background with a real character. Did I say that? <laughs> that makes those up for day. <laughs> One of those right. is right. I don't know. <laughs> so in this case, it was a real object being the giraffe, and then a fake background, and so that's what threw me off because like yeah, you know, the background looks so damn good. <laughs> so I thought the background was somewhat real, and then it turned out to be the opposite. So yeah, like I noticed it too. I was like. And when I saw the episode, I was like, that's a real giraffe, but why did they make it look so fake? And it was because of like that haloing, like they didn't, I don't know if the editor just didn't have enough time to, to kind of like make it more seamless, but it definitely did feel like a cutout giraffe and was inserted there, which kind of sucks because praising the backdrop or practical effects and stuff. And then, and then we get like a (laughs) effect or rushed effect here it kind of sucks but outside of the giraffe this moment didn't hit me as hard as it did in the game and it's in combination to what i've been saying is that so after ellie mercs david we don't have that nice time in between this moment and the giraffe moment where we get um ellie just shut off like just one word answers because she she wants to go numb she doesn't want to feel anything she's cutting you out and as joel joel feels that she like and we feel that pain because we want to help but we we can't we don't know how so it's that reclusiveness that she's radiating and it it's hurting us well as the player playing joel you're just like dude I'm saying all these jokes, trying to like open up more, but she's not connecting and or whatever. And it's through those long moments of just silence of like, uh, what's the word for it? Like avoidance or just closed offness that makes her hurt so, so badly that the moment the giraffe comes and then Ellie chuckles and giggles for the first time, it just like hits hard. You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the like the finale really could have split up into two episodes, and it can add a lot more to it. Like we mentioned it before, had they even added on three more episodes, make it a full twelve episode season or whatever it is, they they could have just added just a little bit more. And in this case, the same thing. I didn't feel I, I liked how suppressed she was after everything and they you know as they're going through walking through and joel's trying to make attempts to open her up and stuff like he also understands like he can't make her feel better he can only do so much and it it wasn't until he opened up that she started to realize like okay wait wait i kind of have to snap back to this because everyone has hardships type of thing that's what it felt like and then to see like the giraffe scene it was nice to see that ellie it's still same old Ellie, you know, just with a lot more experience under her belt. We to go off of everything else that we've been saying, we don't have that same experience that you know this Ellie grown a, a ton since we first met her. It's more so like, okay, well, we're nearing the end of the journey. She's killed more people, but she's just like kind of the same person. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, just like we it happened too quickly in between. So like. Episode 8 ends, she just murked David, she's still trying to get over it. But then the beginning of the finale is the giraffe scene, so it's like she's over it already. And it sucks because we don't have that time in between that to to help build up why this is such a big moment. The It's like the payoff, but without the setup. That's that's this whole show. The payoff, but no setup. <laughs> well, first season's over. Um, season's over. Second one, I think, is probably planned to come out late next year, maybe early 2025, which is weird to say. Wait, 2025 is in two years. Five? That's two years? so crazy. Yeah, I don't even know what to like. Really? Why is the release date so far? Because I know they're shooting later on this year that yeah. will leak into 2024. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why I'm thinking it's either late next year or early 2025 knowing they may try to add more to it there is possibly going to be more episodes now now that you know the first season's out they see that there's a real big following for the show so i think they'll increase the episode count uh 
add more to it <laughs> and then we'll see because yeah I, i'm suspecting that it'll be late next year i think okay, my prediction is that the second season will be a lot better simply because there's so many controversial moments However, I'm worried that those controversial moments won't hit as hard, just like how season one was kind of like, you know, it was there, but it didn't hit as hard. So I think it's uh, cool that they add more episodes, but <laughs> the second game was a little bit longer too, though. The being, you would have to play as Ellie and then play as Abby. So it, it, it seemed longer. Yeah, I think so. I think the second game was longer by like, Maybe an hour or something. I I can't remember specifically, well, you but did. yeah, you could definitely like uh pull the second storyline a lot further out because there's so much going on. There's so many new characters Tons. with, and again, they also mentioned that they're gonna add in more infected scenes. So if you have a lot more drawn out infected fights, uh, to show how <laughs> well, <I was laughs> to show what a monster Abby is, dude. Abby's going <laughs> to go crazy. I wonder who's who she's going to play because, like, or who's going to play Abby because, like, ooh, man, like, they have to get crazy ripped. Dude, yeah. Her triceps took up, like, half the screen. <laughs> her thighs her are the size of my head. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, no, her traps. Actually, her traps are probably the most, like, uh, pop, like you know, eye-poppy thing about her I think the cool part is that even though she's really built, she's also like a really sweet girl when yes. she meets up with her lover. So I, I thought that was a really cool her lover. Yeah, her <laughs> lover. And then I don't know. I thought Abby's story was really cool. And yeah. even though like so many people hated that game, and yeah, and, and it's only for a specific moment. And overall, Abby has fine-tuned intentions. Let's just say as to why she. She has a legitimate intention. <laughs> He's just, I liked her as a character. I liked the whole second game. I thought it was really well done. <laughs> it was fun. It was hard. It was, it was super hard. Indeed. I don't know. It, <laughs> you can, I can see them being able to split that into two more seasons. Yeah. Because the whole right? thing. Like, Tree's pushing it to make sense. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Anything else? Mm -mm. That's it for me. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode as we discuss and discuss The Last of Us finale. I've been Kevin. I've been Derek. Follow us for more content coming at you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.